Hello, this is Minute 40 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Joel Torres, your host, and with me today is Lindsay Busco. Hello. And Ben Sunday. Hey. So in this minute, we begin with Cher battling Elton for who rides with who, or is it whom rides with whom? And it <laughs> ends with Elton beginning a declaration. What kind of declaration we can only dread? <laughs> So I don't really have that many notes for this one because it's it's mostly the battle about which who's going with who in the car. Uh, I will say that uh, one of the things that I found interesting uh, or kind of funny was that um, Elton, and when he's in the car, um, he's singing a, a cranberry song. Um, <laughs> and earlier in the movie, he tried to get out of like use him not being able to find his cranberry CD as an excuse to get out of class. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah. So he apparently found it, which I'm happy for him for that. Uh, I'm so relieved. But yeah, yeah, this is like the one instance of Chekhov's Cranberry CD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're fired. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I actually really like the opening of uh, the interior scene in Elton's car when he's singing mm -hmm. along to the Cranberry CD because he seems so self-satisfied in that moment. Like, he's oh, really yes. into it. He thinks that I'm coming off a of super charming and deep right now. Cher, she's she's loving it. We're having a moment. This is when it's going to happen. Yep. Yeah, and Cher cannot stop talking about Ty because she still she still thinks that she's on this campaign to get Ty and Elton um, together um, and thinks that Elton is, is coming along with her. <laughs> um, Elton doesn't even notice. Like, she's talking about no. Ty's hair. And he's just like... Still repeating that one Cranberries lyric. Like, probably the only lyric that he actually knows, because he's one of those guys who only knows the chorus to songs. Yeah, what was it? What? Take away. <laughs> so, it's turn, turn, turn away. away. Turn, turn away. Turn away. And he just keeps saying that over and over. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Away by the Cranberries, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that but, lyric, turn away, is actually really significant. It's like the soundtrack itself is trying to warn Cher to turn away from Elton before yeah, it's too late. It's true. <laughs> he, he's, Elton is warning her. <laughs> yeah. Even Elton With himself song. knows that. Yeah. Even Elton himself <laughs> knows that Cher is too good for him. Uh, and I have to agree. I agree with Cher wholeheartedly about Ty's hair. Ty's hair is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it's big. It's curly. It's awesome. It's It, it gets wild. Um, and when it, even when it's together, it still has a wildness about it that is amazing. Were, were you into the, using the word, um, the phrase curly tendrils to describe it though? Cause to me that didn't uh, seem like a very like flattering description of a person's hair. I, I felt like that was, um, I don't think it was like taken from Emma, but I feel like curly hair back then, like you would have referred to like curls as tendrils, um, yeah. back in Jane Austen's time. She likes to use the words that don't fit into the normal, normal vernacular anyway, so That's maybe she just wanted, cool. she wanted to sound smart or something, I don't know. Yeah, but when I hear tendrils, I think of, like, cephalopods, you know, Cthulhu or something, you know, wrapping its way around Elton, I guess. Yeah, it, it probably <laughs> is one of those things where it's, like, because these kids like to talk like they're adults, they're, they're going to use, like Joel said, just words that your average teenager would not use. Just because. Mm. Just to be cool. Yeah. Speaking of the kids sounding like adults, I thought that the earlier conversation that they had about which way to take in order to get home 
was oh, sort yeah. of an adult conversation. The whole Elton, like, I understand that he's probably right and, and like, she's, like, trying to add miles onto what he's doing. But the way he ends it with, I'd, I'd have to get off the freeway, and I hate that. Like, you live in Los Angeles, man. you got to get off the freeway. <laughs> yeah. No matter what you're doing. Like, that's kind of your life. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't connect directly to your house, I guarantee it. Although he is rich. Yeah, maybe he has a, a driveway that's right off the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's that rich. He I mean, do you, do you know who yeah. his dad is? Cause oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're not getting ahead here. It. But if you knew who his dad was, you'd probably know that the highway connected directly to his home. I mean, is people having strong opinions about which roads to take to get to various places something that's typical because i mean i don't know if you guys have seen like the californian sketch on snl but yeah that's a constant that's a constant joke with like la people um is like i've seen that in other like media too um Mm -hmm. about just the directions you take to a place and people having very very strong opinions on it how true is that joel a hundred percent a hundred and seven percent if there's more than a hundred percent i'd say at least seven percent more than that oh, wow. because there it's such a labyrinth of winding roads that a like can be closed down at any time because of construction or accidents or b because somebody who's local is driven the same way all their life and they think that's the fastest and you know you're not going to adjust anything and it's like I like not having to live in Los Angeles. I don't have to deal with that. But even my like navigation program is like this is the way. No wait, this is the way. No wait, turn this way. It's your navigation right. program like five different Californians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got Google Maps. I've got Waze. I've got another one all arguing with each other. No, you idiot. <laughs> He's going to be stuck on this because it's two o'clock, and that means burrito time. Because <laughs> everybody's on the highway for burritos. <laughs> That's right. Two o'clock on the dot. Burrito time. They're driving their separate ways, and you have Ty waving goodbye to share with the snowman, snowman in her lap. In her lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Cher, she looks like way more disappointed by the outcome than Ty does. Like Ty's yeah. totally okay with driving home with Summer. Sure is the one who's like more deeply invested in this hooking up of Ty and Elton than even Ty is. Yeah, I think either way, Ty just feels like, you know, she's rolling with her homies, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who she goes with. They're all homies. Oh, man, <laughs> do you think that's what the Rolling with the Homies <laughs> song is about? Just not caring who, who you get a ride home with? <laughs> yeah, as long as you get a ride home with a homie yeah. of one kind or another. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I mean, do you think Coolio, he, he doesn't care who he gets a ride home with as long as he's with his friends? <laughs> <laughs> and he's all about ride sharing, too. That's, That's right. Oh, yeah. He's very eco-conscious. Oh, he's probably the one who started the whole uh, carpool thing going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that should be, he could be on a national ad campaign right now. With <laughs> yeah, with the Rolling with the Homies song. Hey, guys, it's always better to ride share. If you remember that song I did a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you could do the dance in it. The dance, yeah. the hand dance. <laughs> the wave thing. Because, mm. you know, you're holding your, your, that's what you do with your arm. You stick your, stick your arm out the window. Yeah, you ride roll. The, ride that wind wave. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. man, this is like a song and dance that very much captures the experience of commuting in L.A., I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I guess that's why it resonates with the coolest kids so much, because it's very true to life. Yeah, the only issue with that is with uh, Los Angeles traffic, you would be rolling for about 30 seconds and then stopping for another 30 and then rolling forward for, you know, on and off and off and on again. Yeah. Just get on that 405 and expect to be on there for another hour. It's not yeah. It's not continuous rolling. Well, I mean, it it is actually an hour-long song, this Coolio song. <laughs> Rolling with the Homies <laughs> is an hour-long song. Oh, I had no idea. It's made for longer commutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How long is Away by the Cranberries? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Away by the Cranberries seems to only have one lyric, so you could play it indefinitely. Yeah. It's actually, it's 20 minutes because you can get anywhere in LA in 20 minutes. Oh, that's yeah, good. that's true. Oh, Elton's making excellent time. That's the... <laughs> he really is. I guess they all cleared out because of the helicopter in the last scene. Mm-hmm. All traffic, they just pull over to the side like in the Fast and the Furious when they're trying to hide from the cops. Can we talk about the last line from Elton before this uh, minute ends? Sure. When he says, you know, you're one of my best friends, and I do not have friends that are girls. Ugh. Yeah, I noted that too. <laughs> uh, Such a disgusting for... line. I, I noted it for minute 41 for some reason. Um, but yeah, it was, it's like, I don't know if that's like a gross statement or the grossest statement. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is, yeah, to like so quickly veer from a compliment to a deep, deep gendered insult within the he, same sentence. The way he delivers it and then smiles uh-huh. at the end is he's yeah. like, he's, it's, he's so proud of himself, like he's achieved something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. High school boys. Yeah. And it, <laughs> He's like so. He's like one of those dudes that like thinks he's a feminist, but like really isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like uh, the ultimate compliment you can give a girl is to say, "Hey, you're just like a guy." Yeah. yeah. But like one that he wants to bone. Like I'm not sure. If that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, like you're one of my only friends, but I do want to bone you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He thinks he's got the uh, the gift of a lifetime there. I mean, oh. we don't we don't know that he wants to bone her. I mean, yes, we do. Oh, come on! We're not we're not <laughs> yeah. at that minute yet. I'm, I'm reading into things here. This, yeah. this declaration it's is called this, subtext, you know, man. He just wants to be. He just wants her to know that he values their friendship a lot. It's such a gross statement either way. Like when uh, mm-hmm. to me, like when girls are like, "I don't have girlfriends." <laughs> There's too much drama. God. Yeah, it's like I like I guess a whole gender is not worth your effort of like. Seeing mm-hmm. as people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of weird to write off uh, like a whole gender just because of your experience with some some of that gender. <laughs> you hold on to that binary attitude from high school for the rest of your life. A lot of people do that, you know. It's yeah, like... and considering what happens with Elton's character later, you know that any problem that he's had with female friends in the past, it's probably a hundred percent on his shoulders. Oh, absolutely. He, yeah. he has been the cause for the demise of any of his friendships with females. <laughs> I believe. <him. laughs> I do not have any friends. If he does not have any friends that are women, it's because they don't want to be his friend. Exactly. Maybe that's the reason why. Yeah. (laughs) Because he tries. Maybe he's constantly trying to be friends with women, but they all think he's such a creep. And, you know, I can't can't help feeling like a pain of betrayal, though, when he says that, because I thought he was so fun doing the robot before. Yeah. I was totally on his side. They did a good job at making him the effortlessly cool guy, or that that type in, uh, in high school. Um, he was just kind of, he was, he was with it, <laughs> as they say, I guess. He was hanging out, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, they, they did a good job of making him seem super cool and really nice. Like a really mm-hmm. nice dude. Yeah. Which I guess is, is all for the, the, the lead up to this great disappointment in who he really is. <laughs> yeah. Cher, yeah. Cher really trusted him. I mean, like the whole, there's a couple of scenes where he like, 
just encloses her in his arms and like kisses her on the side of the face and she's not you know she's not creeped out or anything like that she's like oh oh, you you know oh yeah (laughs) it's like obviously platonic on her side yeah like i'd also say it's to the credit of the script and to jeremy sisto that the character could take a turn like this and it doesn't feel necessarily i mean it's jarring but it doesn't feel unbelievable you don't think okay this character is suddenly transformed into a different kind of character like it's believable to me that he could have this dimension to himself despite seeming like a, such a cool guy prior to this like some people are just like that i guess jeremy sisto kept twisting ever since he calls it the jeremy sisto twisto it's his trademark <laughs> move <laughs> What kind of character you got? Yeah, you need a Jeremy Sisto twister. <laughs> Get you set right up with that. Who is your favorite character from Clueless? Oh, that's really difficult. <laughs> that is... So Murray, right? Oh, man. Uh, Murray is, is fantastic. He's a fantastic character. Ben. Yeah, I'll, I'll defer to Ben here. Hop in here. <laughs> well, yeah, if I may, I'd like to divide my choices between adult characters and teen characters. Adult characters, it's got to be sure. Mel. I mean, I love Mel. He's so gruff. He's so to the point. I mean, he's also a good dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I would like to age gracefully into a, being a Mel-like figure in my latter years. But in regards to the teens, I definitely have to give it to... Oh, man, what's his name? What's the name of Breckenmeyer's character again? Travis. Yeah, Travis. I love Travis. He's a really positive guy. I feel like all the other characters in Clueless have... A moment where they're too harsh to somebody or like they're suddenly me but travis is always a cool guy um uh you know what i'll do i'll do the same thing um and break this down into uh, an adult character and uh, uh, a, a youth <laughs> um and i'm gonna say travis too because travis he's mm-hmm. great he's just he's a very lovable character mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and breckenmeyer plays him so incredibly well um he's just incredibly endearing um, yeah. And the adult character, um, I'm going to go with Josh, because he's technically an adult. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, <laughs> and, um, and it's Paul Rudd. Like, he, and he's perfect in this mm. movie. And he, he gives you a taste of basically what he is and what he will be for the rest of his like movie career, which is yeah. very, very charming, funny, um, and will never age, apparently. And if I had to pick an adult, though, I, I also would go with Mel. Because yes. Dan, I mean, like his character is great in the movie, but I love Dan Hedaya as oh, an he's actor. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just over the moon awesomeness. Okay, so let's uh, let's plug anything again there, Ben. I know that you you've been very reticent, but let's let's hear what you got. Tell oh, us okay, about plugs here. Yeah, um, I've done some film writing for 366weirdmovies.com and the Brattle Theater Film Notes blog. Lindsay? Uh, I have a podcast uh, called Forgotten Failures where um, we we watch forgotten or otherwise obscure movies um, to see if they deserve to be forgotten or if they're a, they're a gem that no one, no one appreciates. Um, and it's super duper fun. And I am one of the co-hosts of Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, podcast about science fiction and fantasy movies. Each week we cover a different movie, and we have ourselves a nice larf about them. Unless they're serious, and then we're serious. Uh, I've also guested on uh, the other two minute-by-minute podcasts that Darren has produced, which are the Boy Next Door one, uh, the Cast Next Door. 
and a talking cast. Although I can't tell you which specific episodes there. <laughs> so I guess you have no choice help. but to watch them all. Yes, you must listen to everyone. Listen to the ones where somebody sounds confused about the movie because he didn't watch any of the movie except for the minutes that he was going to be on for the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining me again. I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow for minute 41. Yeah, as always. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Joel Torres with my guests Lindsay Busco and Ben Sunday. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.